Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Hold on. Is that is that Max Handler's music? Uh, he is he he has music? He's what back! Is, what is Welcome his... back, Max. Oh thank you. Um I dozed off there for a second. Uh <laughs> yeah, so Max is back, uh and the temperature has dropped a hundred degrees Fahrenheit for you, correct? <laughs> um yeah, approximately. I'm pretty sure the day that you were in uh, a warmer climb than here. Uh, I think it was it was like 117, and it might have been six here. It was quite cold. So mm. yeah, went to the beach. No fun. You went to the beach? Yeah, Bondi Beach. Oh, I, f- I forget if we've talked about beaches before, but that's that's not really my jam. I think we have. Yeah. Well, <sighs> you know, I, I think that that's that's good, Max. You want to know what? Oh no, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Max Max was concerned be, with with technology, which is probably good here. Did you happen <laughs> to when you were trying to find the beach? Did you seek assistance in finding directions there? Um. Yeah, I think we I think we looked on um, Google Maps, perhaps, mm-hmm. or we just hailed a, a cabbie and said, "Take us to Bondi Beach." I wow. Think that but might you have didn't say. But you didn't say. Ask your phone to find it for you. Like, literally with your voice. No. That might not have gone over very well, because my Siri actually is set to the Australian accent. (laughs) I don't know how that would be taken. Well, I I think that's that's very (laughs) befitting that that you've, you know, you've... It's actually better than if you had asked, indeed, because uh, your Siri, which is a virtual assistant, which is something we're going to delve into today... You have customized it to make it even more like a human, in that you can choose like how do you want it to sound. Um, yeah, and I think you can tell it to like call you different things, and you can call it different things. And mm-hmm. I, I don't use it that much, but I think there's some some customization there to make it you know more of a of a of a, a companion. A, a com- you know, like a Joaquin companion. Phoenix's girlfriend. Yeah, I, I mean, my mine calls me Magnum the Verb Lord in uh, in you know in just in thoughtfulness to uh, great great virginians um y'all are abusing your virtual assistants okay so so <laughs> uh i think all things being equal i am probably the only one here who has taken the plunge to get a virtual assistant um and we're talking about this about a week after ces i don't even know how long it is but it's people go to las vegas and uh you know point at cool things that google or whomever made uh but we're really but really it's mostly of, just google it was mostly i think intel did stuff too they were like trying to make people not think about the fact that every computer in the world is now uh you know in, in trouble um <laughs> but yeah so i've i bought a google home mini and I was kind of shocked, and, and so I got one this holiday season. I got them for family members um, at CES, which was last week. Everyone's going all in on the virtual assistant thing. 
So it's really a ripe time to talk about what is kind of a, not a shock that I had, but, uh, you know, I think we have very different feelings about these items that now are omnipresent just about. Yeah, well, so the reason you say that is because when you said you were doing that, when you said you were getting one for yourself and and, uh, additional ones for family members... I shared a, a pretty, <laughs> a pretty fatalistic uh, Gizmodo article or something about why you shouldn't buy them. And it, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if the article was out yet, but you did share it eventually. Uh, that yeah, that sounds right. Um, and and the idea was basically this is a bad thing because uh, Big Brother is you know is is horrendous and and it's going to be spying on you and you know it it took a very i mean frankly it took a very edward snowdeny sort of tack um and we 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 debated it a little bit and i think we hopefully we got to a point where you understood that my my real concern was not so much with that um with with the possibility that life is a black mirror episode and that your your google home would rat you out for committing a crime or something but that um a, a softer big brother thing is already happening all the time with your phone anyway uh which is that uh you know everything you pump into it whether it's your location data or the things you say or the things you post about on facebook or twitter or whatever are being used to fuel targeted advertising uh which i know implicitly because i work in digital advertising um and so i that's a big reason why i've been sort of slow you know I, i it's it's a big part of why i was initially sort of resistant to you doing it but actually the more i've thought about it the more it's why i am probably going to cave sooner rather than later uh because like i said we're already we're essentially giving everything away already yeah Um, and and i think that i i think that 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 is really important like your thought process you've gone through there but the thing that is surprising to me and you know max maybe you feel differently but sean you didn't ever say like the whole and the gizmodo article isn't just that big brother is bad he's saying that you the author saying you could get hacked it not even like google like a third party an outside party could come and take your stuff that too i mean i guess you well max you use you actually use siri i don't really use that like the thing that's on your phone which makes a lot of sense like there's your virtual assistant right there uh, has has that even crossed your mind ever in in your use of of your virtual assistant? Um, probably not as much from the using Siri, mm-hmm. but it's definitely crossed my mind when thinking about like the the grander Internet of Things, if you will. Yeah, I always think of the example of you know someone hacking your your lights and your hacking your smart lights and your smart stove to smart blow up your house yeah it's theoretically possible and that's something that i did not necessarily think about at all and i have not gotten any of those things like i don't have a nest i don't even have one of those uh 
the outlets that you can you can adapt so to to control your lights and everything but that's actually uh, that i could see as a reasonable fear like not that they're listening oh i said my credit card number aloud i've never but, done that i've never done but that. even more <laughs> common you probably have if you're ever on the you've never paid for something over the phone or either way we've um, discussed not even more common before. and something that you can't really avoid though is you know they're starting to make you know, Let's take automobiles, for instance, cars, these things that we're entrusted to just... We entrust everyone, basically, once they get a license to, to drive around in this giant metal, you know, death trap. Yeah, which they're, you know from weapons. this podcast is the most dangerous and, thing you'll ever do. Probably. And they are. And, um, and, you know, they've run on computers for years, but we're just now starting to essentially network those computers. Yeah. Which makes them hackable. Yeah. And they've already shown... You can, you can go online and watch people hack a computer... That driving a car down the highway, and all of a sudden they can, you know, someone could theoretically hack into your car and disable the brakes while you're driving. Uh, so if you can't avoid that, then maybe what Sean's saying is true. You just have to kind of give in. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, would you would you say in that <laughs> sort of dark, but in Max's framing, Sean, it kind of goes back to a thing you might have learned when you were a bit younger, which is. Uh, what is it? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. Like. Your words might hurt you, or you might get some targeted ads, but, like, it's someone shutting off your lights or turning your heat up to 100 billion degrees and roasting you in your apartment. What is this turning into? No, Max just, Max has now made me into a I just think if you theorist. connect it all, you're just opening up more. <laughs> yeah, I, you're going to be know. roasted, and then your car is going to drive into your apartment. Do we need to take a break for you to put on boots and stomp your Google Home Mini into pieces? <laughs> no, but I'm not. But, like, what Max just said is I'm in the clear because I don't – it's not really connected to anything except for my phone and my audio – but maybe they could play the music so loud or subliminal messaging through that, and I could do something. Well, they can crazy. hack into your phone. Who... They can hack into your phone and uh, post all your nudes. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they, I'll, I'll beat them to the punch and post them myself. <laughs> yeah, hey, Google, post all of Pierce's nudes to Instagram. Um, you don't have those things now, but it's isn't it sort of like the gateway into and, the Internet of Things? And it's that's... like, oh, I already have the Google Home Mini. I might as well get the Nest. And then it's like, I might as well get all the, the Hue bulbs. I thought about getting those. You did, yeah, you did. <laughs> so you can say, hey, Google, turn on my dining room lights. And she's going to be and like, make playing purple. Men at Work. And you're going to get mad because they don't really work that well. <laughs> um. No, I, see that, but, that's actually so. You just brought up a good point, uh, and that's the reason why I'm. Now that's the reason why I'm holding off. Is it's the same thing with like, uh, I, I've had this conversation with people about Apple Watches before. Um, I'm waiting until these things are better, at, mm-hmm. are better at what they do and can do more things. Like I saw, I, I think it was another Gizmodo article about. Uh, Google and, and Lenovo, they're starting to put out um, essentially Google Home versions with screens, and I like I mm. I don't see myself getting in on uh, I don't see myself getting in on this wave of technology until that functionality is like standard. Oh, you want, I want the it, screen? I, I want something that yeah, I do. I want something that's going to do more. I want like a a hub. Not just something that I sort of shout into to get it to play a podcast while I'm making dinner, which I know is a big thing that you use it for. I just uh, like, it's, I listen it's to great. stuff on my headphones while I'm making dinner or 
or I have a little Bluetooth speaker and my phone is in my pocket anyway, so I can just deal with that. I can wash, you know, I can wash tomato off my hands if I really need to, you know, put on a new podcast or, or change an album or something. So um, I understand what you're saying, but how is that any different than the most recent version of iOS slash Windows supporting Cortana slash Siri on your laptop or desktop computer? Say that again. How is it? You say you wanted to do more things and have a screen. So let's say it had a screen and a keyboard oh, and it was I, a I laptop and it I had Siri or Cortana in it, which they currently, my laptops both have that. How's that different? So, so I think the difference is that my laptop is mobile and goes places with me and I want something that can be more of like a fixed item. Oh, you want a desktop computer <laughs> I'm... In, in your kitchen. All right. <laughs> I remember those All days. Right. The, the internet went boom, boom, boom. I get it. In my kitchen. Was, uh, I tried to do dial-up. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is like what... I guess you don't you don't know because you don't work for Apple or, or Microsoft. What I want to know is like what features are you waiting for them to add? But we we don't know until they add. Something I, I, I actually like, oh, don't. I want yeah, that. exactly. Um, I don't know. I offhand. understand. Um, I do find it interesting that they've added the, this kind of voice assistant features to the operating systems of computers. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've deactivated those because I don't use them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think um, I've deactivated but it, but I certainly do don't them. ever use it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't use Siri on my phone either, really. It's, well, I, I think, and you kind of said, oh, I, you know, I can put in my headphones anyways, which is something I used to do. Um, but it is, the thing about Siri is I'm touching my phone anyways, um, and I'm using it, like, that's kind of, it's a handheld, that's, that's the point of my phone. But here's this other thing that, that kind of stuff I was probably going to do anyways, but I might have to do some stuff. It's it's really going hands-free, and that's kind of the nice thing. It's, it's a virtual assistant. It is it is an entity that does the things you would have done anyways, but for you. Um, mm-hmm. As we were discussing parts of Max's trip, and maybe some reasons to move to these places would be you could have an actual assistant. Um, but it's, I mean, you, you point out the fact, Sean, that like you can wash your hands to change a podcast. Well, what if for $30 you didn't have to do that ever again? And that's such a small reason to do it, but, you know, those start adding up and everything. I can also say, oh, yeah, I have that concert this week. Can you put that on my calendar? It, it adds up, but, um, you know, at, at what cost? And yeah. I think that your point about those targeted ads, I mean, I've noticed more and more on Instagram, which is my social media thing of choice at this point, there's more and more targeted ads in there and related things. Uh-huh. And, you know, you're, you sound like you are sort of concerned about that. Well, uh, hmm. How, how to approach this? I'm not sure I'm concerned about it. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of tired of it in a way. Uh, just because that's my, it's my existence. Uh, but I like, I, to a certain extent, I actually do buy the idea that supports that whole, that whole ecosystem, which is that, you know, if there's going to be ads anyway, we live in a world where the internet is ad supported, the 
by and large, the content you get on the web is ad supported because you're not, you know, unless you pay for a digital subscription to something with a paywall, you know, the way those content producers make money is through ads. So if we accept as a fact that there's going to be ads, um, you know, the idea that's supporting this whole ecosystem is that it's better it's better for companies that are buying ad space to put their advertisements in front of people who might be more interested in their products and services and that it's better for people who are potentially looking for products or services to see ads that help connect them to the products and services that they might want. Like I, I, I buy that. Um, probably not a hundred percent, but I, I, I think I accept it more than I don't accept it. Um, but I think there's a lot of people. It's actually, it's not an, I think statement. A lot of people don't understand how it works. They really, they have no idea. And so it amplifies the perceived creepiness of the whole of the whole thing and but but is are you saying that from the perspective of someone who does know how it works or or is it that it might be that it's only creepy if you know how it works if you are oblivious to to that like that's how the ads got there then i don't know how harmful it really is see that's a that's a catch-22 i i think it's in a weird way i think it's both because i knowing how it works I'm act- like I'm not bothered by it because I understand exactly why I'm seeing ads that I see. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a good idea of wh- you know what are the characteristics about me that are, are leading and what I do on the web that are leading me to see this ad at such and such a time. I I think that when you know maybe when you know like just a little bit that's sort of peak peak scariness because then that's when it seems like um that's when it seems like the computer knows what you're thinking and that that's the creepy thing that's the black mirror episode and you know that's there was there was a minor there was essentially a minor controversy right around christmas about whether your uh, whether Facebook and Instagram are were, are recording the things that you say around your phone and using that to power targeted advertising, and they're not they're not right now because right now they don't need to. Yeah. You just when you're on Facebook, you give them enough. You give them enough data just on your own, and they are, and they're smart enough about, you know, who you are in relation to the people you're friends with, and and who you interact with to to, kind of take advantage of that, and use those connections, to show you ads that they don't really need to directly record you. But, it's super not out of the realm of possibility that it's going to happen. And and so 
that so and this is where it comes back to the catch 22 i think knowing how things work now makes me less concerned about how they work now mm-hmm. but maybe they make i think they kind of make me more concerned about the hypothetical possibilities yeah i i just part of me thinks um you know examples of reactions to targeted advertising and uh i think creepiness people are more likely to get over because you come to accept this like the big brother is watching in many ways we've we've come to accept that if you're outside if you're at you know in a big city there might be a camera maybe it's a private camera maybe it's a public camera whatever you're you're probably being watched you know same thing with a phone call and things like the the patriot act and and fisa you know who who knows who is who is listening so you get over the creepiness when people actually get mad about it i think that's harder to get over it and I don't think there are that many people getting mad. They're kind of creeped out and like, oh, I don't really want this to happen. It it kind of g- gives me a bad feeling, but I don't sense that there's that much anger. I mean, does any of it anger you, Max, is I think maybe a less, um, you know, polar person in this, in this regard? Like I've sort of embraced it. Sean is having reservations. I think you maybe don't, don't really have a, feeling about it necessarily um no no i have a feeling i'm definitely kind of inherently a little bit bothered by it but i can't really put to words why yeah and i'm not necessarily sure that it's a net bad thing it reminds me a lot of a conversation i had recently about um speed cameras versus police on the side of the road and how the person i was talking to was totally okay with more police being on the side of the road and pulling you over for that than a speed camera catching you so and it was something about that they're an actual an actual human seeing you do something mm-hmm. versus so here's not. here's the thing we're a virtual assistant and this is kind of uh, almost a question i want to pose to you uh, are it's not a question it's a thought but so with with a police officer pulling you over that is a dynamic being and they can choose basically based off feelings if they want to pull you over or not a traffic camera is static. It is every single time you go over, it is it is programmed. It will write you a ticket. A virtual assistant, especially with people like Instagram or Facebook or whatever big tech company working into it, these I don't know if they're static or dynamic. And I think that Sean is ultimately like I, I think sort of a reasonable fear. I don't know how what where their rationality is based. Are they moral? Are they amoral? Are they immoral? That's a good question. Well, you also you have to take into account like this going off what you mentioned about the traffic cameras. Like these things are we perceive them as incredibly smart. They're actually kind of incredibly dumb. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. There there's yeah. a it's a a thing that gets talked about like with the programming languages. Uh when you're when you're coding like a a computer can only do what you tell it to do. And and there's a very narrow language you can use to communicate those things. Like when you use Siri, um you can't for all of the for all of the computing power, for all of the knowledge that's harnessed by Siri, 
there's a comically limited palette of things you can do with it. Um, you can't you can't really say, hey, Siri, teach me how to sear a ribeye. Like, all she can do with that is give you back internet search results. Because anything that doesn't fall into one of, like, you know, 10 to 20 really well-defined commands, the default response to anything else is, uh, just search it on the internet. So, you know, it is... It is interesting to think about possibly expanding past that. And, you know, that's where you get into artificial intelligence. And yeah. is that exciting because of the possibilities or is it scary because of the possibilities? Yeah. When it starts to get to the point where they can really think as opposed to react. The singularity. Um, yeah. When you get there, then then it's like I'm not worried about outside actors. I'm not even worried about Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram or Apple. I am worried about the thing that they've created. Now, well, no, you should be worried about all those things too. You should be worried about yeah, Facebook when, and Google and yeah, Apple, hundred percent. But yeah, I I think that's fine. I that that'll be the thing that you can get all iRobot about. And who who wrote those books? Um, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, um, yeah. That that would be the one to like really get get freaked out about. But again, it's at least for me, it's a creepy thing as opposed to something I'm angry about because mm-hmm. I'm just like it's creepy, but there's no stopping it. Yeah, that's uh, you know, and that's a choice you are allowed and entitled to make. And you know that people adopting these technologies whether it's because they're really excited about it or whether it's coming sort of from a place of, well, it's going to happen anyway, so I might as well. You know, those are the things that power new development because they're going to take the trillions of data points that you and everybody else who bought a Google Home Mini around Christmas this year, uh, you know, it's going to ingest all of the data from that and, and, you know, someone at Google is, is pouring through what the kids I believe are calling big data, um, you know, to, to determine how you use it and, and how they can use that information to make that product better or to make better products in the future that'll accomplish the, the things that they're trying to do and, and trying to get you to do with their, with their items. Um, so, you know, in a way you're, you're, you're the true engine of capitalism here. That's right. <laughs> I'm all green, never red. I always just go. I'm going to that synchronous. What's it called again? Singularity. Singularity. And if you're always I'm green, going, you're gonna you're gonna get caught by traffic cameras a lot. I'm going all green to singularity, <laughs> full capitalism all the way. Oh my god. Tax cuts for everyone. <laughs> all right, I think that's it. Right, that's gotta be. Uh, that's that's great. <laughs> All right, all right, so to, yeah, I guess people should tell us about their uh, virtual assistant stories or horror stories. Yeah, if you uh, if you're worried about the singularity, if you are super happy with uh, your new items, if you're in a committed relationship with Alexa, um, come check us out on on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, and why don't you tell us about it? Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> it's time for that magical segment. Pierce is sorry. 
what is on the apology list this week? So, um, this is, I think this is a very special opportunity. Um, and my apology this time. I, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is Stuff You Should Know. And a lot of times they'll, they'll stay, they'll <laughs> jokingly, or, or not jokingly, they're serious about it. But they'll use a phrase, another one from childhood, as, as we had one earlier with the sticks and stones. But don't, don't yuck my yum uh, kind of thing. And in the spirit of that, uh, I want to take the opportunity to, to extend an apology to Max right here. Because I criticized him for um, doing a, a special elevator ride on his recent trip. And I'm going to apologize to him because I get the sense that you had a very nice time doing your elevator ride. Did, didn't you go up in the Burj Khalifa? I did. Yeah. It's actually two elevator rides, which is kind of kind of bold. So I'm I am apologizing because I think you, you did enjoy it more than, than I expected. Um, and I will let you, if you want to say how great it was and, and to really make the apology sink in and my should oh. feel bad, I'll let you do Oh, that. I don't remember you, you shitting on it that badly, but... Um, I was more concerned with the price you paid for it. It, it was expensive, but it wasn't as much as I was expecting. Okay. Um, but I would say it's worth doing... Oh, they're building a taller tower anyway, though. What? It doesn't really matter, because they're building a taller one. Well... Well, how do, how does that make you feel that you've put, you've been gypped? Some some kid who's now two years old is going to go up in however many years and be like, "I went to a higher tower than you." you well, knew. but I could do the same thing. Hey, yeah. did I tell you you should have just bought the Legos? <laughs> they had the Lego kit in the store. I took a picture of it uh, <laughs> uh, in the did. store at the on the you know one hundred and whatever floor. Um, right. They also yeah, had it at Barnes and Noble in the state of Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that too. I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. It's 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 so tall that it's the first time you I've ever legitimately felt almost like you're at like an airplane level height yeah. in a building. I would. This is this just occurred to me. I would be, and I'm sure you can do this with with a thing that is called, or at least I've heard, is called math. Um, you could figure out what is the. I guess you do surface area. They're the largest surface area of a shadow created by that. I'm sure you can figure out like what point the sun would be in the sky and figure out the surface area of the shadow. Yeah, the height is one thing, but that's like just that. That's like you know one direction. But the surface area, you get a sense of okay, okay like on the ground, if you put it on its side, it, you know, with the shadow and compare it to other buildings' shadows, because I think the shape plays too, because it's kind of funky looking. It is it's shaped like a, a lotus flower. All right. Um, and one thing that I will point out, because I think this is the funniest slash. Most interesting thing about it is really interesting. So you go up and you, you you pay the extra money to be like a VIP. So you get to go up to the the highest floor. They let you because the top twelve floors are just for the um, the company that built it, aka the the government, <laughs> the Emirates. Um, so you go up to the hundred and forty eighth floor. Yeah, and they have a terrace out there, which is open air, and then it's like glass on the sides, and there's some little openings so you can kind of look through, and it's big enough that you could put your arm out, and you could drop something, but you can't fall out or anything like that. So you can kind of stick your phone out and take pictures, but you're not supposed to do that, but you can. The craziest thing is you're on the 148th floor, and they've decided to make the floor of the terrace uh, wooden, almost like a deck. Mm -hmm. And I find this funny because you're walking on this wooden deck, 
and every like three to five slats kind of gives way a little bit <laughs> and you just have to imagine it's like all right this building cost 1.5 billion dollars you did someone did that intentionally someone <laughs> wanted you to be walking up there on the terrace on the 148th floor and and have that kind of little split second in your heart like the like the floor is giving way there is there's no reason for that floor to be wooden and give way like that unless <laughs> someone really just wanted to screw with you know everyone visiting so i thought that was really interesting that that is cool and i apologize for not giving it its full full due so and the whole city is expensive the thing about it is yeah was it was it a little bit of money sure but it was it was the same as two or three cab rides yeah yeah well that's whew, that's wild um yeah and on that note that was a little bit of pop culture we'll give you a little bit more and this time from the world of science um, this is a horrifying picture, which we'll be, be sure to share. Oh, it's cute. But uh, this is a BBC News article um, from today. Uh, black death spread by humans, not rats. Uh, rats were not to blame for the spread of plague during the Black Death, according to a study. The rodents and their fleas were thought to have spread a series of outbreaks in the 14th through 19th century, but a team from the universities of Oslo and Ferreira now say the first the Black Death can be largely ascribed to human fleas and body lice. It goes on. It talks about how they did some computer. Um, they did some. What do you call those? Uh, they did some computer simulations to see between rats, airborne transmission, and then human uh, lice and fleas, uh, which which matched the way that the disease was spread, and it was definitely the humans. And I think they have some other. I mean, we know it was present in all these different things, but. This is really just another time in, in the history of, of humans where we didn't want to take the blame, so we put it on literally anything else and literally anyone else. And I, I in this instance, we've kind of talked about in this episode how technology may be evil, but in this time, I think it's good because it's brought justice to our friend Radis Radis, which is the common black rat. <laughs> oh, my God. Humans are garbage. We are literally garbage. We have fleas and lice all over us, causing 33 million people to die. What a time. Indeed. What a time it was. (laughs) All right. Are we good then? Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at PrettyOKPod or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com. If you want to let us know what you think, pitch a show idea or something like that, you can get this and every episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com. We've also got writing. We've got music reviews. We have occasional recipes from time to time. Uh, I even uh, share some of the myriad of things I read around the internet in a little thing called the Linkstravaganza. And uh, in order to push myself to write one I'll, I'll say on the pod that there will be one up later this week nice. um or you can subscribe to our feed on your phone so you never miss an episode head to itunes or most other places that you get podcasts look for it's pretty okay you'll find us there uh if you do subscribe that way please uh do us a favor uh give us a rating review uh leave a comment or something like that uh or just Find a friend that you think might be into what we're doing and and tell them about us. Um, We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Back.
Thanks for listening.